This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Hey, Matt Clenchman, what's going on? What's up, Mark? I'll tell you what's up. Riff Tracks is what's up. You ready to kick off the Halloween season with a night of laughter as the guys from Riff Tracks, Mike Nelson, Kevin Murphy, and Bill Corbett, take on the spooky 1962 cult classic, Carnival of Souls. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be way awesome. It's live, and it's in select cinemas on October 27th with a special read broadcast on Halloween. I know you'd prefer to go on Halloween. I do. So your dreams are coming true. You're getting that. In its first big screen presentation since a recent full color restoration, Carnival of Souls, as riffed by the Rift Tracks crew, is weird, creepy, very silly, and the perfect Halloween treat. Matt, I don't know what you're looking for when you're going to knock for candy door to door. I know what I want. It's tickets to the Rift Tracks Carnival of Souls Live. Tickets available now at fathomevents.com. All right, Matt. Welcome to another episode, man. This is it. It's happening. It's dreams come true. Do uh, they come true? Th- they're. It's happening right now. Fairy tales. They come true. They can happen to you. That if is the theme song heart. to. If you are among the very young at heart. Eighteen again. Remember that movie with eight, with George Burns and the, and the kid. Oh yeah. Where he switches uh, ages with his his uncle, I guess, or his grandfather. Okay, let's list off all the movies where that takes place. There's the one with Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage. Vice versa. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. There's eighteen again. Eighteen. There's the one with Matthew Perry and uh, Homeboy. Um, Wait, like Father, like Son. Which one's that? Is that the one with Kirk Cameron, maybe? Okay. And then uh, what else we got? There's the one with Matthew Perry and uh, good-looking dude, Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget which one that is. Is that a remake? It's, of, it's, uh... it's relatively new. It's like the tooth. It's during the aughts. Gotcha. And then there's the Freaky Fridays. There's Freaky Friday. The World, which was also a remake. Which was a remake of Freaky they, Friday. They like the switcheroo movies, don't they? Yeah, yeah you know. I can, who doesn't love a good old switcheroo? Because <laughs> Freaky Friday was what? Jennifer, uh, not Jennifer, uh, Lindsay Lohan and uh, what's her name from I'm Halloween? I'm going to let you just. Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. So if you could have a switcheroo, 
with anybody, Matt. Who would you oh, want to switcheroo with? Oh, who, who we switcheroo with? I'm pretty with? comfortable with my own skin. I don't know if you noticed that about me there, Mark. I, I do. Um, you, could you please put your shirt back on? We'd all well, appreciate no, it in the room. No, it's only 60 degrees outside. Aye. Shirts don't go back on until it's about 42. Have Polar Bear Club, have you ever been? No, but yeah. I am a polar bear. I have my own internal combustion engine. I'm never cold. I have not been cold since 1982. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I don't know what it is. Like, it's funny because my wife is an iceberg. Yeah. And then in the middle of the night, she'll like put her hand on me, and sw- and I swear to God, because I'm so hot and she's so cold, it's just like this huge. Just difference. evens out. It's like it's like throwing a bucket of ice water on a human being. So you you when, basically have the ice bucket challenge every night before you get to bed. I do. I do. It's called my wife and her feet. <laughs> exactly. Which I'm sure she'll love to hear that. Well, so. b- back to the switcheroo. I'm really curious <laughs> if if you who would you want to switch with? Who would I want to switch with? I don't know. Someone who's recognized, like someone famous. Okay. Would probably be kind of cool so to see how they live for a day or two. You'd want to deal with those pressures. You'd want to no, soak that up. No, because here's what I do. Here's what I do. Because you I think would... you're going to get all the benefits. Oh, dude, we forgot the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman, where they both pee into a water fountain. Is that the switch? I think it's just no. Called... The switch is when Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> and he switches the sperm oh, uh, from her artificial insemination, and she switches it with, and the kid ends up being his. Okay, different kind. That's of called the change. Wait, eighteen again? Eighteen again was George Burns and the other. No, no, dude. no, no. Uh, and the oh, dude I'm that sorry. played and the dude that played Parker uh, Ferris Bueller. Thirteen on the going on thirty. That's Jennifer uh, Garner. Garner and no, she just is like, that a switcheroo? That's like a time hop movie. She doesn't oh, switch. Okay, she becomes thirty years old after she makes some sort of like deal with the devil gotcha. or some shit. Gotcha. I don't know. Jennifer Garner making deals with the devil. I think is what it is. I don't know. <laughs> is it Jennifer Garner? It's maybe. I think so. I, I think. Know. You know sure, what I want to talk not? about? What? I, I I don't know why I want to talk answer about answer the this. question. I don't know. Maybe someone like I said. Maybe someone like a celebrity, so I can see how they live. For okay, a bit. musician or, or someone actor. with like a ton of money. Someone, someone who looks good and ladies like to talk to. So, uh, I'd like to know how that would. The be most like. interesting man in the world. Sure, the new one or the old one? The the old one. The old one's cool. The new one's pretty cool too. Yeah. They, the, the new one's. We'll only go with a, the old one. He's the established. Old the old one was doing an interview on a podcast once, and like he's like, I'm not even like, because they, they kind of since Dos Equis is a Mexican beer, right. they, they alluded to it being a, a yeah, Mex- he's, he's him just, being Mexican. Yeah, he's he's like, no, nah, I'm just like an old Jewish dude. Yeah. Like, it's kind of funny. He's just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. So funny. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, an old Jewish dude can pass for a Mexican most interesting man in the world. That's how good of an actor. And the new guy kind of looks just like a younger version of him. Yeah. Skinner younger version. So. All right. So what do you want to talk about? What do you want to get to? It's Halloween. We should say who's on the podcast. Well, Just, sure. Uh, we should do that. I, I understand people are looking at their phone or, or their computer, and it says it in the title. But for those of you who just download all of them and don't bother looking at any of the titles, uh, we got uh, Baron Vaughn on the podcast. Baron Vaughn. Yeah. And uh, you might know Baron Vaughn from Grace and Frankie. Grace He's and Frankie. He's on that show on Netflix. Uh, he was in Cloverfield. This is like a, this is like an Easter Cloverfield? egg. Cloverfield? Easter egg Baron Vaughn moment uh, at the very beginning of the movie. They're throwing like a party on a rooftop oh, before like shit a dude goes in the down. Background? Dude chilling in the party, man. Well, um, people don't even realize that T.J. Miller was like the guy with the camera. Yeah, the, the whole time, right? The whole time, yeah. So Baron also was a part of Fairly Legal, which had a dude, decent run on USA. Fairly yeah. Legal, because he was the secretary to Shahani. Shah, uh, I can never pronounce her name, but she's uh, she's like a former uh, cheerleader. She's gorgeous. She's mm-hmm. a very pretty woman. Yeah. USA had a run of like, oh my god, what's her name? I interviewed her once. I feel yeah, so yeah, guilty. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, remember her name. Yeah, yeah, the very pretty girl from Fairly Legal yeah. Car. But she, um, USA had like a run of shows of like all the pretty people. Like it was like Fairly Legal. It was uh, well, Suits Royal is still Pre- going. Suits is the beautiful people, the, the gorgeous yeah, yeah. people on that show. Right, the people that couldn't make the cut for Suits ended up on all these other shows because yeah. everyone in Suits is gorgeous. Absolutely, like, the dudes, the women, the Everybody. secretaries, the janitor—they're all gorgeous people. <laughs> it's like it's like. Uh, 
affluent porn or something like that. Wait, here's another fun credit. Oh, okay. here's another oh, yeah, fun yeah, credit yeah, for Baron. Totally got no, no, it's okay. Uh, th- this one's fun because I-, I busted his balls when he got this one. Uh, so he was in Black Dynamite. Love right? Black Dynamite. But here's the best part about Dino the movie Black Dynamite, Dynamite is Dynamite. he's the first black guy to die in Black Dynamite. So so not only is he <laughs> the first black guy, you know, because black guy always dies first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the first black guy to die in, in Black Dynamite. In a black exploitation yes. spoof movie. That's and, great. And, uh, yeah, he'd like By the way, if you ball. guys have not seen Black Dynamite, like, do yourself the absolute joy of an hour and a half of watching a movie that is, like, so on point – and first of all, everyone's in that movie. Cedric Yarbrough's in that movie. Yep. Uh, who else is in that movie? Uh, I love that you just said. <laughs> I know everyone in that movie. I, I need one like, guy. But like, yeah, pretty much everyone is in Black Dynamite, and it's such a fucking funny movie. Like, yeah, it is. It's, it's really a total spoof sent up of the black exploitation genre, <laughs> and it's fucking unbelievable how well it's done. And everyone in that movie, the reason it works is because everyone in that movie is just kind of going for it. Sure. You know, like everyone's like, I get it. I understand it's a joke. Let's go do it. Make it happen. So love that movie. I feel like our uh, was there our Sydney Hall in that movie. Dude, everyone's in that movie. Like people from a Living Color in yeah, that movie. Tommy Davidson. Tommy I know Davidson's in that movie. Um, yeah, very cool film. So check it, check it out. Awesome, when you get the film. chance. So, and and obviously the the big credit that's coming uh, yeah, yeah, Baron's way. Coming. Mystery Science Theater three thousand. He's taking over for Crow. I'm psyched about this. I'm psyched for a few reasons. One, it's Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yes. Uh, two, it is Baron Vaughn. Yes. Three, it's Halloween. Yes, which I feel I feel like that's a Halloweeny kind of thing. I don't. Do you ever get that vibe? Sure. Um, and also three, and also a oh, four, well, three. What number we on? Four, four. I think we're on D. Four. Uh, we're we're sponsored by Rift Tracks like this week on the podcast, that's so right. it all kind of like works. It's so exciting. It's all like, coming together. Rift Tracks is uh, obviously it's a it's a it's an offshoot of Mr. Science Theater mm-hmm. 3000, um, where they basically go into movie theaters and they kind of like uh, watch movies and they make fun of things. Yeah, uh, if you it, just podcast and on a personal note, yeah, yeah. if you haven't experienced Rift Tracks live yet, yeah. you got to do it, man. It's so well, they, cool. Well, they have it because they they read our they read our you heard our ad at the top of the uh, at the top of the podcast talking about how you can get Rift Tracks t- t- tickets for uh yeah Carnival of Souls, Carnival man. Souls. It's the next so, one. Yeah, so it's going to be awesome. The 27th and a replay on Halloween. So yeah, it's, it's so fun because yeah. the, the crew that rolls into the movie theater for these riff tracks, you know, they're the diehard mystery science I would imagine it's kind of Rocky Horror-esque. It's very cool. Yeah, Pe- yeah. People are laughing out loud. We're all cheering. We're all yeah. screaming. Like, it. it's not like going to see a normal movie. Yeah. And it's so much fun. And people are in costume, I'm sure. Yeah, people are in costumes, yeah. depending on so what movie's being shown. Yeah, very rocky horror. And you make friends. Like, you, yeah. you go and you see people, and whoever you end up sitting next to, you're like, oh, you're clearly here for the same reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're the type of people who be like, hey, where are you from? Oh, where are you from? Oh, cool. Hey, how'd you get into this? And next thing you know, you're trading old tapes. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, it's good times. Speaking of Rocky Horror. Yeah. Fox aired the remake. The, 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 the remake. So the fill reboot. me in, because I was, uh, you Bunny. know, and thank you and Bunny. Bram and everybody else who filled in for me while I was gone. Last week, yeah, um, Bram with this on the sound effects. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> the gunshots, the, the Bram effects. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so I'm gone. I'm in Japan, and uh, you know, dude, Rocky Horror. Yeah, Rocky Horror. Like, so it wasn't great. No, it wasn't like, and it was like a kind of like the CW version of like uh, Rocky Horror. I mean, half of what Rocky that makes sucks. Rocky Horror so great is that it's campy. Sure, it's, absolutely. It's it kind of screws with you. It's a little it's a little boundary pushing because like a guy's basically in drag the entire time. Right, and, right. Um, 
and and it, this was so it was like overproduced campy. It was sanitized. I think it's the best way. Oh, like weird. They one one aspect they introduced was they were trying to do like the crowd stuff, where like they're showing crowds more like throwing the toast and like sure. you know everyone covering their heads with the the paper and you know all the stuff that made Rocky Horror Midnight Screening so fun when you would go to them as a kid. Um, but like they kind of abandoned it about twenty five minute thirty minutes into it, and it's like oh weird. they didn't even do it like in and out of commercials. It was very weird. It was almost so. like they did like a, and, a head nod to it. Yeah, and, and they had Tim Curry. Who, by the way, had a stroke and I completely forgot. So yeah. he was there in a wheelchair and he could his his speech was uh, affected. But um, he played the criminologist. Um, obviously, he played Frankenfooter as the main guy. And they, and they cast Laverne Cox as Frankenfooter. And Laverne Cox, I think their logic behind it was Laverne, Laverne Cox, who is transgender. Uh, she's a transgender woman. She uh, from Orange is the New Black. She's great. But I think. I don't know. Like, I think what they try to do is because Tim Curry's role as Frankenfooter is so iconic that you need to go a completely different direction. Right. And so that's why they cast Laverne Cox. But I do think some of the story uh, and some of the plot points really rely on uh, man inter- having like gay interaction with another man, like Brad, basically in the in the in the show. And Laverne Cox, like you know. Believe it or not, like you, you, you know, you, you don't get that from her, you know, even though that she's she's a transgender woman. So it's it's, it's interesting that like they went that way. But I also think, who do you get to try to fill the role of Tim Curry? You go a completely different direction, which is what they tried to do. Um, and Victoria Justice was played Janet, and then some other guy whose name was I'm blanking on Brad. They were fine, but they were like the CW version of that. Like sure. Victoria Justice, like. The Janet role, for lack of a better way to put it, she spends half the sh- the show in her underwear. So maybe they cast Victoria Justice because she looked good in her underwear, but she could sing. But I she, think she have, looks good in her clothes. She didn't have that schlocky funness that like Susan Sarandon and Barry right, Bostwick right. did. And right. uh, Adam Lambert was pretty good as Eddie. I mean, um, here, here's what we learn in the end with all yeah, of these yeah, things: yeah. just don't fuck with it. Do something else. Don't do it. Just leave it alone. We yeah, didn't need is- it. No, we didn't you need didn't. it. You didn't. We didn't they, need it, man. They, they had him at. They had Adam Lambert as Eddie. I, I don't care. And, but I will say this. We don't need I, it. I will say this though. Adam Lambert casting him is he's probably one of the few people that actually saw the original Rocky right, Horror right. when they had him. So he was fine as Eddie. He but still look, wasn't Meatloaf. But, but, but he here's here's what you do because yeah. no one's going to be Meatloaf. That's true. So That's so here's true. the deal. That's Leave it alone. Let Adam Lambert be his own guy yeah. and do another thing so that when two generations from now they yeah. go, remember that thing that Adam Lambert did yeah, and he's yeah, known yeah. for and his role is so I mean, iconic? That lady that That's did, what drives the me crazy. The lady did Columbia was all right. Magenta was terrible. It was uh, Christina, I forget her name. Applegate? No, Aguilera, no, 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 no. She used to be on Grandfather. Christina Milan, that's okay. her name. She she was terrible as Magenta. She was like, whatever. Don't ask me how I was able and to just rattle did, off The guy every... that did Riff Raff was like fun in spirit of Riff yeah. Raff, but like, it was fine. It was 8 o'clock Fox family so, so television. this is what I'm horror. talking about. You yeah. bring something back, it's going to be overanalyzed, overcriticized. Half the people are going to be happy. Half the people are going to not like it, and it, and it, and everyone's going to come to the conclusion. Of, I wonder how the ratings. It were. was fine. It was fine. The ratings were fine. Yeah, and, that's it. And like I, I just I think take I think risks. It, I think it lives or dies by Laverne Cox as as Frankenfooter because that's like the main character. Right. And her entrance wasn't really fun. Right. Uh, she was too well dressed, believe it or not, because Frankenfooter is like in crooked fishnets and they're ripped and like the corset doesn't really fit. Like there's a, a weird camp pulpiness to it and she looked 
good. Like well, she looked really good as as Frankenfurter. Well, moving forward, yeah, yeah. here's what everyone's going to remember. They're going to remember that they're going to like, wow, Matt's a really big Rocky Horror fan. No, which well, I'm that, not. I just like no, the show everyone's going to remember <laughs> the original Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, everyone's yeah, going to forget yeah. that this thing even happened. On oh, Fox. and Rocky was terrible. Too. And uh, so, so what I'm saying is, yeah. no one's even going to remember this happened. Okay, dude, do we and remember when? Remember when Glee tried to do it a couple years back for Halloween? No, the answer is no. Yeah, all it's right, terrible too. It's uh, all right. Let's let's get to our interview with Baron Vaughn. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, no I'm done with it. Okay. I'm done with it. No more toast. No need any more toast thrown around. I'm gonna get a lot of emails like, I didn't know you were a fan of Rocky Horror Picture. No, show. it's okay. You're passionate about it, and that's great. I but, did the time warp. But this is why. This is why you just fucking leave it alone. It, I went like, to science fiction double features. What do we gain from this? Well. Hopefully here's, ratings. But I it's guess. also but it, here's the here's the thing I hope you get from it. Is there are people that will not watch a show, a movie made in the seventies because it looks old. So maybe they'll watch this and love the story because it, it it's a modern version of it. Well get maybe, how, about, how about this? Guess what? Sorry you just don't get to enjoy Rocky Horror Picture Show. And let some true. new thing come out and be a thing and, and be, be a thing. thing. Be the new pulpy. And thing. be a new thing. Let's just do that. But like Rocky, Rocky Horror. I don't, was, I don't want people to forget it. No, but like the no one's ever going to forget it. The reason Rocky Horror really took off, it wasn't because it was a great show. It was because of all the bullshit, the midnight screenings, and all the people, and all the freaks and weirdos. Sure, but they do midnight, midnight, the screenings midnight screenings for other stuff now too. It's, it's, true. it's There's, look, I every once in a while I go watch uh, the the musical episode of Buffy live screening. We all yeah. sing along and it's great and it's fun. And that's for my generation. That was yeah. in the '90s and that's fine. You know, '90s, yeah. 2000s. You, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Rocky Horror came out before I was born. I just watched yeah. it. You know? But and I did too. Yeah. And and I remember it. Uh, and as a kid, you don't you're still not... has a weird as shit third act. But yeah, yeah. Third act is weird. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff in the seventies was weird, yeah. man. The third act became like the cocaine. Act. Third act's still going, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah All right. I think so. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's th- speaking of things that are still going. This podcast, we're going yeah. to Baron Vaughn. Uh, super excited that we got to catch up with him, and he's always so busy, and he's like a classically trained actor. and And this was a just yeah. to catch everyone up too. This was a guy I started doing comedy with my very first move to the city, mm-hmm. and I would do these. Weird shows that have become sort of celebrated and commonplace now, especially in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, this particular show that I met Baron at took place at the Apocalypse Lounge, which was in New York City. And uh, the, the people that would be on this lineup, it'd be like Baron Vaughn, myself, Craig Baldo, Hannibal Burris, uh, a couple of St- Schaefer the Dark Lord, uh, you know, the MC Front a lot, th- like yeah, that yeah, weird yeah. scene. This, this was all a combination of that. And then I think back to those shows and I'm like, wow, like, like people have gone on to have huge successful careers out of this weird scene. And, uh, and you know, it's cool that that's still happening. It's just now in Brooklyn, yeah. not Manhattan anymore. Yeah. Uh, but Baron's been a friend ever since, man. And, and, and a very cool dude. So here's Baron right now on the laugh button podcast. All right, uh, Matt, I'm very excited about this because we I are do. currently in the presence of, uh, Tom Servo. Tom yeah. Servo is here, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's Tom Servo here. I hope you're ready for my brilliance. Is that the official voice you're going with? I'm, I'm working on voices, you know. I mean, obviously, um, um, nerds are always open to change. <laughs> so I've gotten notes. I've gotten notes from people on sides. Twitter. Sides. <laughs> yeah. Coming from Twitter the... sides. Well, just, it. and like, I've gotten notes, like, you know, like, uh, Servo's voice works better when it's like this. And, oh, you know what? I actually appreciate the notes because it's like first of all Joel Hodgson is so open to new interpretations of the characters mm-hmm. I right. mean his 
his idea of Mystery Science Theater 3000 is like Star Trek. It's yeah. like it's it's a different crew, yeah, but the same premise, and it'll work in all these different ways. He wants it to be something that can have these different versions of oh, that's itself. That's very cool. And so he and what he's more important, what's more important to him than copying the exact voice of everybody in the past, is the chemistry of the people who are doing it. What's the most important to him is the chemistry of me, Hampton, and Jonah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, when people hear your chemistry, they will forget about how the voice sounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about it in terms of who I want Servo to be based on what I've seen mm-hmm. and what I enjoy about some Servo. And, um, but then also like I want it to fit into what the, the three of us are doing. Now, are we going to get a, a You Got Servoed dance movie, robot <laughs> dance movie, uh, starring all the voices? Like, is this going to happen? Yeah, You Got okay. Servoed. Um, no, <laughs> You Got Servoed. How, how long did it take you to think of that? A one second? Oh, I mean, one second. Like, well, uh, it's actually something like during the walk up here, you were like, what did you say? One second to think of it, one second for me to steal that. I'm yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. going to steal that. Definitely stealing. That is officially it's already, it's already been stolen. Now. Hey, like anything you put out there in the, in the, in the internet, in it's gone forever. It's gone. It doesn't yeah. belong to you anymore. It's already been remixed, remastered, shot three more times, remade. Yeah, it's pretty wild how that all works. So that is an interesting battle that you do have to face because, and congratulations on the role because it's Thank so you, awesome that yeah, you got yeah, that yeah. man. When the news news uh, came around, I texted you immediately. I was like, Dude, it's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was, I was. Uh, what can I say? Uh, I'm honored. Yeah. I'm flattered, <laughs> and more than more importantly, I'm nervous as poops. So um, nervous as poops. <laughs> <laughs> so nervous poops yeah. like, it is its own category of poops it's true um, that's true it is a subsect if poop <laughs> is the umbrella term there's right. nervous and there's confident let's not yeah, be yeah, yeah. there's I've, times where you poop I've and you're like you know what that was great right. I know what I'm doing <laughs> this meeting's gonna be great I've definitely taken both I've definitely <laughs> I've definitely taken ones where I'm like I'll be back here in 25 I'm minutes. sorry you're so embarrassed by this conversation <laughs> no, no I'm not embarrassed I'm just thinking uh, uh, I'm, I'm applying it to the religious chart you know so you branch ah. off of Christianity and then you have Catholicism which would be the nervous poop of Christianity <laughs> right so I'm just building that religious family okay. tree and then what's yeah what's Methodist <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty like that's straight yeah. post Mexican food like you know poop <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Me- Methodist doesn't have as many rules so whatever yeah. I guess anything that creates a tremendous amount of guilt would be the, the nervous poop gotcha so okay. Irish Catholicism yeah, or just religion Catholicism in general <laughs> yeah. just religion in general I Roman think. Catholic Roman Catholic yeah, Greek that's Orthodox the, that's yeah. what I was raised Roman those Catholic are all nervous is. poops <laughs> yeah those are the Been most taking nervous. those for a while guys that's <laughs> the, like Catholicism definitely has the most nervous yeah, poops. yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> and I think that uh, um, Unitarianism has the least nervous poops I would imagine Buddhism is pretty up there well I thought we were still in the Christianity the Zen of poop yeah Buddhists have Zen poops yes exactly I don't know we got this <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's hysterical. Well, anyway, it's very cool you got this gig, and uh, and what a cool cast too. Great oh, cast yeah. of uh, comedians, man. Hampton's great. Joan is great. And there's going to be a buttload of guest stars mm-hmm. in and out, and um, and there's actually guest writers that I don't even think I can say. Yeah, I Felicia only know, Day's I, in the I mix, don't even right? know. What are you saying? Felicia Day's in the mix. Felicia too, Day's right? going to be on it. Yes, uh, Mr. Pat Oswalt's going to yeah, be on yeah. it as well, and then um, there's all sorts of celebrity cameos like. I've I, I've heard the news as you have heard the news because right. Joel Joel is still putting things together. So it's like when news breaks, it's like and there's gonna be guests like Mark Hamill and Seinfeld. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> might meet Mark Hamill. Oh, okay, and Seinfeld too. All right, that's pretty. That's pretty eclectic it's, it's, group. Already. Well, it just shows also the range of Mystery Science Theater. Like yeah. How how like far and wide the the influence. How from. many people it's touched exactly? Yeah. I mean, I was in the fan club. 
Yeah? I definitely was. All right. And I, I definitely have many a bootleg tape that uh, um, VHS. That's, that was very common for a lot of people, yeah, getting yeah. a bootleg tape of it and being like, what the heck is this? Yeah. It's how the show kind of like lived on and, Got and, the became, cult a, and became a cult thing. Yes, like people exactly. Would, people Before the internet. People yeah. literally transcribe episodes and put them online and send them to people. And there's you, there's entire YouTube commentary uh, of yeah, transcriptions. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Well, and that's why we broke the record yeah. on Kickstarter. Like, yeah, by the way, clearly, that was awesome. Like, it was announced and then that was taken care of. Like, yeah, you it, was, know? it was crazy because we were, we, were, we were pretty close to the goal a couple of days away. And I actually was out of the country and they said that they were going to do this telethon. And I was like, oh, that sounds... That sounds unique and funny, and that we can make that really funny. And then they did it, and then they ended up raising, like in like two or three days, the last money they needed. I was like, wow, that really worked. So sucks I wasn't there, but cool that it happened. Yeah, but it happened, and you're all set, man. Do you remember the first thing you nerded out about as much as people nerd out about this show? Like that you really geeked out, you had to collect everything, you had to have everything, maybe you bootlegged it, all that good stuff? First thing that I nerded out about. Um, you know, um, it's funny when I look back in my life and I go, you know, I was never really a nerd about things. And I look back and I'm like, I am full of it. Of course I was. What am I talking about? <laughs> it's funny because it's like the thing about about nerd about being a nerd, um, which is, by the way, it's a title I've only recently claimed because I can. It's like there's no other no other way to describe my proclivities. It, well, it's also become a cool thing now. It's okay. It's become well, it's, it's a cool, safe description. But it's become now. okay now. Well, yeah. it's just nothing I've ever, I, I guess, celebrated or identified as. But I could see, like by default, like well, clearly this is what it has yeah. been for me. Um, it's expensive. It can be expensive. Yes, it can. You know, be. because it's like there were things that I got really nerdy about, and then I was like, I don't have the money to pursue this. <laughs> Plus, it contains an hour-long walk in the in the Las Vegas heat where I grew up. Like, I was super into comic books for a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, it was born out of, you know what? I just remembered what's the first thing that I nerded out about. Fifth grade, DC came out with a trading card. They came out with like DC Universe trading cards. Oh, very nice. Cool. And I specifically remember in fifth grade, all these guys I knew were trading these cards, and it's all every freaking character from the DC Universe. The most uh, Mister Mixius Pitalik, <laughs> just like a random villain from the Superman. <laughs> exactly. Like I, and I remember learning to say that name and being like, "What? Who is this character?" <laughs> it's like a writer's cousin has his own card. Right, you're like yes, who is exactly, what? <laughs> and and it had like the stats, like the mm -hmm. height and the weight, mm -hmm. where and a little origin story of all these characters. So there were all these DC characters, some of which I never heard of. I'm like, oh, well, what is his origin story? Yeah. Sure, definitely, what is his origin story? And then Marvel came back with their version of trading cards. So that was the first thing where I was like, because I was into baseball and basketball and mm -hmm. you know, and football as much as the next person. It wasn't my jam though. And of course, there were trading cards for that. Right. So there right. was a year that I was really in the basketball trading cards. But then when these comic book trading cards came out, I was like, oh, I can do this. There's a group of people who are going to trade me cards like this, and I can have a whole collection of the DC Universe. And then Marvel did it. Mm -hmm. And they, I remember there was one, there was one year that there's this artist, his name's um, Boris Vallejo. Boris Vallejo and Julie Bell. I think they were married. Okay. And they're bodybuilders. 
and their artists. And you have, I guarantee you, you have seen their drawings. Oh, sure. Yeah. You have seen their drawings. Because they would write, they would draw these things that were these muscular, like fantasy, like someone on a horse or like a Pegasus. And they just, they're just ripped. Yeah, they're flexing. And they did a version of Marvel Universe oh, where they drew all the characters. And so it was like Electro, but ripped. Like Electro <laughs> is freaking ripped right now. It's like, whoa, why does everyone have all of the muscles? Yeah. Like, even characters who were super skinny and like didn't have any muscles suddenly they had like four packs not oh, six okay. packs yeah but like four packs <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the one was so big it overlapped the other pack exactly right? just, just like, multiple levels bloop, of packs bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> that's, that's the sound of your stomach bloop, 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 bloop. folding out like a table <laughs> like you could wash you could wash laundry on it in a, in a river um so it's like that was probably the first thing that i really like was like i got to collect all of this stuff right and then it got too expensive <laughs> and then magic happened magic oh, yeah. the gathering magic the gathering that was big and that got expensive but then i in the place in vegas that i was living in it was a, it was um it was like black people latino people but then a lot of filipinos and vietnamese and so my asian friends my asian nerd friends hit me to this game called shadow fist which was like magic the gathering except it was more in the world of like Asian mafia, oh, wow. like Yakuza, oh, yeah, okay. like triads, and so it was like that, but mixed with like Asian, like like mythology, like myth mythos and magic okay. and stuff, where it's like people could shoot fireballs and stuff like that. Then I discovered this card game called Hyborian Gates, which was drawn by Boris Vallejo and Julie Bell, <laughs> and I was like, I gotta, because I was like, no one else is doing this. I'm gonna be the first person, and then nobody else was doing it. I was like, I'm gonna be so cool. There's a level of cool where you're just alone, like no one else is there. You're so cool that no one is around you. It's like if we went to your place right now, you'd have like a Divix machine, a Betamax, a Betamax. I definitely have the Hyborian Gates. I still have those. HD. What was it? HD. Disc. No, the thing that Blu-ray beat out. HD. DVD. DVD. Oh yeah, HD DVD. That's right. You're like I'm I going all in, man. I sat, I sat out the format wars. I was like, Did you really? I, yeah. When it was HD DVD and Blu-ray, I'm like, <clears> I want to <throat> let them figure it out, and then I want to do it. Dude, I remember reading an article about it in the Economist, mm -hmm. where yeah. they were just kind of like, there are these two formats, and they basically said that the history of the DVD being like two formats happened, mm -hmm. but then the film industry said, no, we need one thing, yeah. so they combined it together, and that became the DVD. Right, mm -hmm. that we know today. Well, but they were saying that with HD DVD and Blu-ray, different studios were backing different yeah, like beasts. Sony and somewhere behind one. Sony and, was behind yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah, they invented it. Yeah, yeah. and that was it's supposed to be property. the thing: is that HD DVD was three times the quality of DVD, and Blu-ray was five times. Yeah, and the di the difference are like, well, they were hoping that HD DVD that has the bigger catalog yeah. would have mm -hmm. competed. But it did not. Everyone was like, well, no, it's all about Blu-ray, baby. What you well, talking about? It's, it's Cooler also, name, man. Uh, Cooler name. Yeah, also, great Blu-ray. But you know what it also comes down to? Very much like VHS or beta. It comes down to what what what, it, what format the porn industry adopts. That's what won the VHS or beta war. So that's, oh, why, that's, the, so that's why the no, internet no, is winning out altogether. Porn <laughs> it won't be but, but, but porn adopted VHS, and that's why VHS took off. That is like a documented thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, then, and then that was kind of the whole idea behind it is because the porn industry is so, such a lucrative thing, and it's, it's so traded in Makes that, sense. That I know currency. that the porn industry is, is um, like, I think HD porn is, like, its own thing because there's a lot of people who will not. 
do it. It is right. too high definition. <laughs> okay, look, look. I got some pimples that I don't want people to yeah, see down there. Yeah, I'm sure. That back some in the days of VHS, yeah, yeah. you could just be like tracking Smooth on top of it. Smooth that over a little bit. But, <laughs> oh, I, but that's, that's why the, I'm assuming that's, I'm assuming, I don't know if there was Blu-ray porn or there was HD porn. I don't think there is. I don't, I don't think know. there is Blu-ray porn. I don't know. There's, are there, there's is, gotta be. Are, is there porn be. that's even in a disc format anymore? It's gotta be. They don't even use discs anymore. There's gotta be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I don't I mean, know. I don't. I anyway, you, uh, I the last time. Thank I've, you for joining us for porn talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's we're turning a bunch of economists. Down the talk. Yeah. Three lonely guys pretending <laughs> like we don't know as much about porn as we do. <laughs> uh, well, it's safe to say there's probably not going to be any uh, porn in the new Mystery Science Theater 3000, right? Now. I no, hope no, not. No robot porn. Definitely yeah. not any that we will make. What the fans <laughs> do, I cannot say. Yeah, it's true. Again, once you put it, it out there, it's it out of your hands. It already exists. Oh, there's got to be there's got to be fan fiction. Come on, MST3K fan like erotic fan fiction. There's got to be fan fiction. Tom Cervix. Tom <laughs> and no, I didn't think of that one, Matt, on the way over here. <laughs> <didn't, laughs> Crowgasm? No. <laughs> hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Dude, I love that you said Kroll. I do own that one in DVD. Kroll? Yeah, I own Kroll on digital versatile disc, man. Love that movie. I feel like I watched that again recently. And Did you? It's it just Does not nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful. I used, it's awful, I but I loved it when I was a kid. Yes, Kroll was great, man. And Dude, it, I watched, I actually imp- tried to improvise this bit on stage the other day because it was like an improvised stand-up show. Mm-hmm. Like you get an audience suggestion. And I said, like a set suggestion. Like set list or something. Like set list, except with set list, they put it behind you. Right, and the right. audience knows that like you have to act like, but this was like, I need a suggestion, and then you riff. Gotcha. Okay. Someone said Conan, right? And I was like, you know, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was a perfect part, you know, perfect to play that. But they, they thought, ah, oh, we met a Conan, Conan and O'Brien. O'Brien right. But then I tried to improvise this bit, because it's something I really believe, mm-hmm. about what a badass actor James Earl Jones is. Oh, because yeah. Because he was so good in Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. And he made this one line, because I got stuck on this one line that he said so beautifully, and he didn't laugh. Like, there's, like there, I'm like, are there even takes of him laughing? Because like he catches Conan, and there's a point where he says, contemplate this of the tree of woe. <laughs> And he says it, and it's like, whoa, man, I don't want to meet that tree. Yeah. But also, I'm like, was James Earl Jones being like, the tree of... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We all... This is ridiculous. Look what I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. James Earl Jones, guys. <laughs> anyway, okay, let me try it again. Let me try it again. Let me try it again. Hold on, hold on. Contemplate this. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be. <laughs> no, I'm going to get it. Arnold, don't laugh. Don't laugh. I can't do it if you're laughing. Don't look at me. Don't make eye contact with me. But he just, he made it work and he made it make sense. And I'm like, wow, that's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, contemplate this on the tree of woe. And I was like, wow, I don't want to meet that tree. (laughs) That's Well, I'm glad you brought up improv and stand-up and comedy because uh, we we were at your Showtime taping the other night Uh, here at South by Southwest. And when you came out, Natasha had dropped the mic stand so low (laughs) that you actually crouched down and just kind of played it off as that's how you were going to do your whole set and you yeah. referenced it and the line that came out of your mouth was so Great funny line. about 
like you were scolding a, a seventh grade baseball oh, yeah, team yeah, yeah. who had never won a game all season, and you were just it, it was just so awesome. Yeah, I was so happy. Like and I, it, yeah, definitely off the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I am so happy I got to laugh because yeah, like, yeah. it was Dude, good. It was, it was good. It was so great because not only have I been on uh, you know shitty baseball teams as a youth, with coach you know, the talk, with a yeah. coach doing the pep talk thing, it was just so perfect and brilliant. I was like, it's like SNL, if SNL is watching this, they're ripping that off. You know what I mean? Like instantly. <laughs> Instantly. Well, you know, it's funny because I knew that would work in Texas in a in a, mm. in a state sure. where where Pop Warner and Little League and all that stuff is <laughs> taken very seriously. Very yeah. seriously. Sure. Very, very seriously. There's underground betting, black market, you know, all it kinds really, of things. There's gotta be. Gotta be. There one hundred percent definitely is. <laughs> I bet on Japan to win the World Series, guys. <laughs> there's there's gotta be someone taking action on the, like a, a little league yeah. world series. Also, by the way, the, the Little League World Series, it is actually the world, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, look, Japan it actually plays is and yeah. Respect. teams from different right. countries yeah, it's actually Dominican a Republic world series. Guys, Other yeah. than just one team. Team from Canada and everybody in the United States, right? Yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays. What a weak claim to World Series title. Does Vancouver have a baseball team now? Am I wrong? Yeah, you're and wrong. They have, they have a basketball team. They, they used to, and it moved to Memphis. Van- Vancouver Grizzlies moved to Memphis, became what? the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, the yeah. Memphis Grizzlies? They have the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Are there Grizzly Bears in Memphis? Uh, no. And there's Grizzly definitely not in Jazz in Utah. <laughs> there's yeah, sure there's not so Jazz in Utah. And the you Lakers know, aren't. Yeah, the Lakers in LA. Lakers in LA. All that stuff. Stuff that uh, that floats around with the teams as they move, yes, you know, just yes, turns exactly. ridiculous. I remember that was the beginning of uh, basketball. Yes, yes. this is just like a, yes, like, it like, is. Like, yeah, the New Orleans Jazz moved to Utah where they don't <laughs> allow music. <laughs> uh, that's a great movie. It still holds it's, up. Still it does funny. hold up. It's still funny. Because you know what? Trey Parker, Matt Stone, what they what they what what they satire? Oh yeah, because they're satiring. People, they're they're not satiring yeah. necessarily. They they use the time as the context, but it's really about everyone's trying to prove themselves. Right, mm. it's a bigger picture. It's a bigger, bigger picture, picture, and yeah. they they really you can always relate to everyone's just trying to prove themselves and just trying to like get yeah. by. That's what they always make it about, and that's that's why it continues to stand up. It's I know, like genius, you watch man. you watch South Park today. It's still just as biting. It's just as funny as it was the you know the first year it rolled out, and yeah. I, I just think it's still so relevant in what it does and mocks. It's, yeah, know? they they saw they see something really clear that a lot of people don't. And that documentary, just watching them put it together, it's incredible. Wait, like, there's a documentary about it's called uh, oh, yeah, Seven Days to it. Air. It's basically about the creative process of getting an episode of South Park to, to air, and. Uh, Trey, Trey's the Trey's the short one, the, the blonde hair, right? Yeah, that yeah. guy is like just watching his process is, is incredible. Like he's just like, and he gives and he gives notes to everyone else, and he's just like, hit it now, but you know, say this line again, but hit it harder, and do this, that, and the other thing. And I remember, and the writers' room is literally him and Matt sitting there talking to each other about current events. In the documentary, Bill Hader's with them because he he did a little stint on South Park post SNL. Yeah, I know, like um, people, he did voices or he did he did voices, writing. and he was like kind of like a creative yeah, like slash a consultant. writing consultant yeah, for, now, what, for like half a season, maybe. Or now something is like it that. the thing that they do is that they basically they write it all themselves yeah. but they but they hire people to basically be a writer's room yes like they'll 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 put yes. together a, a collection of of funny people that they've yep. they've noticed that's, that's because exactly i remember a couple is. years ago and when i was still in new york Kristen shawl mm-hmm. she was like oh i'm gonna go to denver because i'm gonna write on south park i'm like amazing she's like yes yeah, so i'm gonna be gone for three months yeah and then a month later i was in la and i ran into her at a coffee shop i'm like what happened to denver she's yeah. like i was fired 
<laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. She's, yeah. well, she was funny about it. She was like, I yeah, was yeah. fired. Anyway, yeah, how are you? It's funny. just, yeah, it's just, it's. <laughs> she's doing all right. It really, is, right, it really yeah. is those two guys, but I just think they just have funny people around them to kind of like riff Right, to brainstorm. Yeah, yeah, brainstorm. And it's a really fascinating uh, documentary. And like, what I thought was most interesting about it was the show is literally seen by Comedy Central as it's airing on Comedy Central. They vet some stuff beforehand as far as standards and practices, but like they, they do it all in Denver. They upload it at the local Denver affiliate. It goes, the, it, it's uploaded literally at like, I guess it airs like whatever night it airs at like 10 o'clock. It's uploaded at like six o'clock and Comedy Central sees it the first time in its entirety. Well, wow. that, that's the kind of power they have with that show. I mean, it wow. built Comedy Central, so I'm sure it is. T- it is one of the early Comedy Central shows. <laughs> They that will. Really they will it. do that show until they don't post do MST3K. Yes, yeah. they because will, MST3K yes. was pre Comedy Central. Yes, people don't remember. Ha? Was the Ha? Network? Ha? Yeah, the Ha Network. Yeah. Ha? Because it had exclamation. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was Ha. That's and right. the Comedy so Channel. The, yes, and then they merged. And then they, com- they, merged. they merged. They merged. And then it felt like when they merged, it was nothing but MST3K, mm-hmm. short attention span theater. Yes, right. Wienerville. Dude. I remember Wienerville, yeah. With Mark Wiener. Dude, Mark Wiener. loved that show. That moved to that ended up moving to like Nickelodeon or something after that. Yeah, you're that. right. Do you it remember? Because yeah. it was another Viacom. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. That Viacom acquired it because yeah. Comedy Central is a Viacom mm-hmm. property. Yeah. And uh, oh, who owns... Well, who? I wonder who owned Sci-Fi Network back then because Mystery Science eventually went there. Did they? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. in rerun mode. Well, they might have been in syndication over there. Yeah. It might have been a thing. But that's also then also getting past. How many, how many? Dude, how bad did you want to get wienerized, man? Like not the end of, badly. You, you didn't. Like I was you like, didn't? I am scared. <laughs> that looks how many? To me. How many official seasons of Mystery Science Theater have we have we seen? Because I feel like it was like it was all over the place in the syndication. Like you mean of like actual like like what what what, what is classified as a season? How many of them were created? Like or were they just put out yeah. in like chunks of question. episodes at a time? I don't. No, yeah. Good question. I I feel like. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but um, I'm sure some nerd. Our inbox is filling up. As yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone right somewhere yeah. knows the answer to this question. I want to say it's like us. nine or ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine or ten seasons that that happened. Yeah, and the movie was great too, man. I, I'll never movie. forget the. Uh, I don't know if I've told you this. The, my favorite joke in the whole thing is there in, in the movie that they're showing in the movie. Uh, there's a plane flying over a city and just a throwaway line of, "Hey, look, I can see the Cubs losing from here." And I'm just like, <laughs> "Oh, it's so." And as a Cubs, it's like they wrote it for me. And as a Cubs fan, like, so great. So <laughs> and that's and by the way, that's what we actually this week right now are starting the writing process. Yeah, I was going to ask you when it's all starting because it's been announced. Everything's in place. Yeah. You know, cast is set. There's, it, it's it's interesting because you know like a lot of people are writing by satellite you know because okay. I'm here and it's mm-hmm. like there's a program where everyone's riffs goes into a master document and then <laughs> and you can watch people editing it live right like uh, I think so like, that, like yeah. things get mastered and then we will like meet up together document? a riff document this is yeah. incredible yeah. <laughs> awesome. the book of riffs <laughs> Necronomicon ex riffius um, riff Morpheus riff Morpheus riff Morty um, <laughs> Riff Mortis. Um, yeah, so it all goes into a master document, and then there's going to be a couple times where we meet up as a group mm-hmm. to kind of go through things. And, and That's cool. That's awesome, man. And then the, the interstitial the, um, the sketches are built from the riffs. Oh, they okay. all kind of theme- so we riff first, and then we build the sketches around like themes that kind of yeah, start to come up. Organically develop, sure. Yeah. 
That's a very cool. organic process. It's really, really cool. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. That's really cool. Wow, what a cool thing. Uh, well, speaking of cool things that you're also a part of, Grace and Frankie, congrats on oh, that, gee. man. Uh, yeah. You're all up in that Netflix, I, man. Uh, My parents right. be watching that show. They call me <laughs> Derek McNetflix. Um, <laughs> it's true. Everyone's mom does love it. Yeah. Everyone, I'm like, like, oh, my mom loves like it. You're, you're like, touching this other generation it. now, you know? Well, it's you're, pretty cool because it's like, it's this really interesting, I mean, you know, like Jane and Lily and Martin and Sam mm-hmm. are in their 70s. Then Marta Kaufman, who created the show, you know, co-created the show with uh, Howard Morris. And she's got a huge yeah. friends. All yeah, she created yeah, friends yeah. and mm-hmm. also Dream On, which was one of my yeah, favorite yeah, HBO. Yeah. HBO. That's early HBO, HBO too. I yeah. love that show. Sure. So her and Howard boobs, Morris, man. Yeah. they're like in their 50s. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the cast, uh, then the kids, you know, we're all in our 30s, except mm-hmm. for Brooklyn. Brooklyn's in her 20s. Um, so it's like these three different generations of comics Mm-hmm. Trying to agree on something that's funny today, yeah, and it and it puts forward a very interesting product. Yeah, I think that's where because there's like this range of of comedy that's kind of coming into one place, and I think that the second season is going to be even better. Yeah, than as first. you say, renewed, and that's great. And yeah, it's all set in stone. Who, 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 who? It's pretty good. Yeah. So you've officially bridged the gap from like laughing to. Our gener- if you think about it, you know, like with all those comedy bridges that are now connected. And I was a big laugh in fan. Yeah. Thanks to Nick at Night. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick at Night totally did that to me, too. Well, I think we've talked about this many times in the past of how uh, much television we both absorbed. And of course, your your album is Raised by Cable, yeah, yeah. is named after your new one coming out yeah. soon. Don't have a title, but it's in the works. Yeah. I, re- I wrote about that, that you recorded it. Recorded and, uh, it in Portland. Yeah. yeah. And when, so it's done in the can. But it's in no. the can. Just got to give some notes. Cut two jokes that suck. Uh, oh, there's two. There's two. <laughs> there's two jokes. I'm like, you know what? Those don't. Those don't need to be in there. Gotcha. Um, but they're good jokes. I think they're good. Jo- one of them. One of them is the reason is because I hadn't told it in two years and I was rusty. Okay. And it, I was like forgetting it as I was saying it. Mm-hmm. And the other one is something I've been tooling around with for years. That that very day I had rewritten it. And thought, oh, this might actually be the way to do it. But of course, I hadn't done it on stage enough <sighs> mm-hmm. to really know yet. And so it went okay, but it's not as polished as I think literally everything else in the album. Right. So those are the two things I might cut out. So are like the B sides of comedy jokes, uh, are those memes? Like, so you're just going to like release those as memes? <laughs> tweets. You know, or tweets yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. Basically, <laughs> here's vines, what didn't make the cut. Vines. Yeah. And then like it's six <laughs> seconds of whoa, someone's oh, here. Let me get the door. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Oh, you got the wrong address. <laughs> oh. Oh. <gasps> oh, it's a test. We're gonna we're right here. So fire alarm. We people. got super scared right now. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, oh, was actually like, making oh. an announcement. Did say visual alarms? I didn't hear audible. Fire Is alarms. It? By yep. the way, that was Tim Servo. Uh, <laughs> out there, right. brother. Well, <laughs> this podcast might change dramatically once we start hearing fire alarms. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, hopefully so, we'll get through it before that yeah, all yeah. starts. So I want to ask you, what are what are your some or some of your favorite gems that have been lost in television lore? That people never talk about, like like I always love talking about Parker Lewis can't lose because I just oh wow there it is yeah they're like stop talking about Parker Lewis immediately <laughs> you do not own the rights to talk look about if it. you're talking about Corin Nimick you got to get the hell out of here <laughs> um I loved Parker Lewis can't lose how good yeah. was that show right? oh jeez <laughs> oh now Danger Will Robinson yeah dead. yeah yeah oh my God you know someone someone just told me this tale mm-hmm. um. 
Can we? Can we they can hear us. We, we're yeah. talking. We're louder. Oh than yeah, all yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Someone told me this tale the other day, which I actually didn't know, and it's apocryphal as far as I know. But the nerds might know it really well. Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, mm-hmm. when he was pitching Star Trek, he met with maybe it was ABC or CBS, and essentially he pitched it and he described to them everything he was going to do because they kept asking well how are you going to do when, when this thing happens he's like oh well i just have to stand up set and then we'd move it to this and we he described in great detail mm-hmm. the production wow. because he had thought it through yeah and then they and then later he got word from them that they were like ah, no thanks we already got something like that in the works and then they roll out lost in space oh they rolled they stole his idea and they stole everything that he said he was going to do to produce the show wow. to make it happen and then they made Lost in Space. Wow. And that's how Lost in Space is just them stealing Gene Roddenberry's pitch for Star Trek, which of course he ended up making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, anyway, and Star Trek has quite stood trumped, the test of time. Yeah, yeah. quite Trump that's Lost right. in Space. One was so. one got Donald and one got trumped. Um, hey, nice. <laughs> Parker Lewis Can't Lose was a great series. Yes. Nimick actually followed me on Twitter. I was really happy. What? Yeah, exactly. That's a great moment um, in time. And then it was it was actually so popular. They actually did a Ferris Bueller TV show. Oh my god, they did on NBC. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and yeah. Ferris Bueller was blonde, and I was like, Are they trying to Zach Morris Ferris Bueller? Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that they're trying lasted. to pull an Egon Spangler real Ghostbusters <laughs> animated series <laughs> bullshit, go. dude. Those animated se- there was those yeah. two different the real Ghostbusters. The, yeah, the real Ghostbusters and, and the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And what yeah. the Which same. Very weird looking voice actors. Uh, that I can't confirm. Couldn't tell but, you. But, uh, yeah, because those characters up. looked very similar. And you're right. Egon was blonde. Blonde. Yeah, he got the blonde. He had that weird little blonde, like, yeah. like curly thing. Elvis hair. Yeah. yeah. Red glasses. Um, I loved those. Yeah, I remember those their great. outfits were different colors. Like one was like a blue, and one was like the gray mm-hmm. and 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 tan. That you know. Yeah, I've got that yeah. box that right. came in yeah. a firehouse. One was yeah. wearing the yeah. Union um, Army. Uh, costume and one was wearing the Confederate Army costume in different <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Weird. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like, I don't one know. One was gray and one was blue. Yeah, I didn't, one had I didn't like get the racist release. One had, like the, the, the one had like the the, the tan. The the Ghostbusters yeah, 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 yeah. is a is a metaphor for civil rights. Because oh, all I, the ghosts, all the ghosts are black people. If you think about it, trying to keep <laughs> us down, trying to keep us contained. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I hope. Hey, much hope. love to Winston Zedmore. <laughs> That's true. He was Who, amazing. Ernie Hudson, yeah. guest star on um, Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Nicest guy. Wow, you are connecting all the dots of your childhood, dude. You you <laughs> yeah. have. Or do you have like a secret binder with photos of you with yeah. every like you already have Leonard it categorized? Malton. Yes. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, we, we haven't Tomlin. talked about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, you know another TV show. Uh, I'll name a couple. Um, Herman's Head. Mm-hmm. I loved Herman's Head. I think Herman's Head was a, a really unique show. Actually, Peter McKenzie, who's now on Blackish, mm-hmm. was on Herman's Head. He was he was the guy who was the uh, intellect. There was oh, intellect. Okay. There yeah. was lust. There was there's a female emotion. Character. Emotion. Mm-hmm. I think feelings or love. Yeah, love, love. Love. And nervousness. Yeah, nervousness. Yeah. And it's Yardley Smith was on it as herself, yes. the voice of uh, Lisa Simpson as herself. It's right. basically Inside Out. In '95, when Inside Out oh, came yeah. out, that was my thing. I was like, uh, I like that's Herman's head. head. Yeah, yeah, but Inside Out, by the way, was a brilliant movie. Yeah, oh, I'm not amazing. saying I'm not knocking it. Brilliant, brilliant movie. If, for a reference for people that don't remember Herman's Head, yeah. it was it was a sitcom version of yeah, Inside it's a precursor Out. Precursor, yeah. sure. I also was a um, a big fan of. There was this era of black sitcoms in the '80s. There was like a, uh, I almost want to say a critical mass, and it seemed like there were so many, but maybe it was because I was in a black household and that's what everything, everyone was watching. And there were things like 
it was like spinoffs of the Jeffersons mm-hmm. and Sanford and Son and stuff and what's like happening. Amen. Love and it Amen. was like Amen. Amen. Exactly. Love that show. Dude, That's Sherman exactly Helms is one of my favorites. Exactly the show I was about to mention. Two two seven. Amen and two two seven. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two shows that I grew up watching. Oh, and there was um Give Me a Break. Sure. Nell, Nell Carter. Carter. Yeah. Nell Carter. I was talking about that to somebody the other day. And I want to say that was a spinoff of What's Happening? Is that what that was? I'm not exactly I don't even remember. Yeah. All I remember is that Punky Brewster was a homeless child. <laughs> yes. And everyone thought that that was a great premise for a TV show. <laughs> okay, she goes to the grocery store, her and her mom and her dog. Her mom leaves her there. She and the dog have to squat in a building. Right. Guy finds her, says, you're a vagrant, get out. But instead of murdering her, he likes her instead. Who's with me? Everyone's like, yes, it's the 80s, it's now, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Everything from- It's what's happening now. No, we already got that. Yeah, yeah, we already got that. And it's just what's happening, now. so, you know. No, there they was- made a sequel. They made a sequel, what's happening Oh, that's now? right, yeah. what's yeah. happening yeah. now. Yeah. Sequel. <laughs> What's happening now? Forgot about that gem. It's the yeah. Golden Palace. And of, rerun uh, Fred Berry. Actually, he legally changed his name to rerun. Did he really? He did. Really? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes wow. sense. Interesting. He did. Anyway, those oh, are some of the shows that I feel man. like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lost in time, man. There was, I mean, remember, I just remember like uh, they, well, the couple, of, I just remember failed pilots. Like there was a failed Clerks live action that had Jim Brewer. Uh, oh my. Yeah. There was a, there was, a, there was a, the animated Clerks. There yeah. was the animated Clerks. That, that, that lasted like two or three episodes. And then there was also like, um, there was a uh, an Uncle Buck that they were doing. Well, They're actually re- rebooting now with Mike Epps, but they did one previously oh with... Um, yeah, there was a previous one. It was yeah. with a stand-up comic. I forget who it was. It was... I remember. Uh, I'm blank on the... Well, you actually face. just reminded me of a that couple 80s show. Things. Remember that 80s oh show God, that didn't make it? Show. The people that... that, that that's, that's, yeah. Ben Stiller show. Love yeah. Ben Stiller. I think Ben Stiller show is an unsung sketch comedy. Mm. Show. Yeah, very much so. Um, all the names Everyone attached to it. Everyone was in that look at the IMDb of that. Andy Dick and all those guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only person. Yeah. The only Andy Dick and, and all everyone else and was all the Bob Kirk and Garofalo. So. <laughs> Just Andy Dick. And in the writers' room. Just Andy Dick. Patton Oswalt, mm-hmm. Brian Posehn, nope. Judd Apatow. Just Andy Dick. Okay. <laughs> Just Andy Dick. Do you remember um, this game show called Trashed? It was on MTV. No. Okay, and it was a game show where studs. Oh, studs and <laughs> I do remember lip service. Lip service. I think yeah. studs was the lead-in to Ben Stiller's show. It was like the modern day, like uh, the dating game or whatever. Well, studs, wasn't it? Studs. Oh, geez. Anyway, oh, well, yeah. so we're, the we're show diving trashed. deep now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same sort of deal. Uh, it was a game show with with uh, pairs, three pairs of people, and they would each bring in something that the other person cherished on the team, and they would put it up uh, for the potential. Be trash. So if they if they got stuff wrong or whatever, oh. then like their Nintendo would get like destroyed. It would get ex- they would explode it or whatever. Not remember. Yeah. That. So Chris Hardwick was the host. Brian po- Brian Posehn wrote on the show. Was same, it before same, singled out? Uh oh, you know I think so. I okay. think it was, but it only lasted a you know a handful of episodes. But you look through the writers on that show, same exact thing. It's like every like Greg Barrett, uh, Patton I believe was involved. Brian Posehn, Hardwick hosted it, and it was just a precursor to like everybody who's doing wow. really well right now. Really well, yeah. And uh, and the show just didn't make the cut for whatever reason. That's pretty but, amazing. But yeah, it's interesting to look back at those projects. Two more shows. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Dude, <laughs> we could do this all day. I, I want to do, do a million shows, dude. <laughs> the TV show of Weird Science. Yes. Oh, yes. Anthony. Yes. No, not Anthony no. Michael. It was... Uh, uh, I don't remember who was in it. Uh-oh. So that's an Anthony English. Michael Hall was Vanessa in the movie. Angel in the movie. from uh, Vanessa Angel from Kingpin. Yeah. Yes, that's how she got her... That's how she got in the Kingpin. Yes, yes. Because she was so known from that show. Um, there was also a, a cartoon. Oh my God! The guy who played what? Chet. 
uh, Lee Turgson. That's it. Yes. That's it. Was an Oz. Yes, from Oz. Yes. He played. Love that guy. Yes. Love that guy. And that's the first time I saw him. So seeing him in Oz after that was very what? jarring. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, "What?" You're like, "I'm on board with Oz. He's in it. It's gonna be great." Because wasn't he like a white supremacist on Oz? Yeah. Well, he became a white. He became supremacist. a white supremacist on Oz. Yeah. His, the, his his character came in there, and he was something different, and yeah. then. He got into it's like prison turned him into yeah, something yeah, very different. Yeah, That's yeah. you're thinking that J.K. Simmons was a white. J.K. Simmons was the white supremacist. Supremacist. God, how many people were on that show? By the way, too. Exactly. Exactly. So good. Galaxy High. This is a cartoon. Oh, not a lot of people remember. I don't know if I remember Galaxy, Galaxy High. It was a I high look up school, a picture of it. an intergalactic high school, and there were two. This is coming back to me. There were two Earthlings. And that's what it was. It was like they had two earthly, two people, two humans uh-huh. were chosen to be in Galaxy High, and suddenly were shipped off in a spaceship to this high school way far away in a galaxy far, far away. And there was all these different I, beings and aliens. Oh, dude, I definitely remember this. Me, Holy cow, dude, this yeah. is great. Galaxy High, Galaxy High. I remember it. So you're probably the only other person besides me that remembers Turbo Teen. Do you remember Turbo Teen? I do not remember It was that. about uh, a kid that if he got overheated, he turned into a race car. Yes. And his mouth stretched out and yes. his hands turned into tires. And then and they'd have to run him through the car wash to turn him back into a boy. And he had a dog that rode in the passenger seat. Yes. And so you remember Turbo Teen? Yes. Six episodes it lasted. What the hell <laughs> but, was that? Uh, but he I turned was, into the, a car. That was. He was hot. That was eight. That was 80s animation. Dude, I love that show. Probably. And I watched the shit. They only had they only had six up seven episodes. Maybe I watched it so much and loved it. And I was just like, that sounds like a mask. Oh, dude, oh yeah, 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 great. Mask. I mobile actually still have them. Mobile. My parents' house. The, the rig I, that popped out, the front grill popped out, man. Incredible. Still have it. I love that. Bo- I love that because my name. What was did that stand for, by the way? That was mobile yeah, action was. strategic. Ah. Oh my god, you're right. The main guy was named Matt, and that's why I liked it because it's <laughs> the main dude. Sure, and he's the guy that drove name. the Camaro with the wings. And I had the mountain that was a gas station at the bottom that turned into their main, <laughs> their main uh, structure. Their Listen main... to how big a suckers we were to product oh place. Oh man. yeah, man. I had I had Transformers. I also had rocks. I, 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 I was big GoBots because they weren't as expensive Go-bots. as Transformers, so my yeah. parents bought me GoBots. GoBots. And you know what's so funny about all this Go-bots. stuff, though? The cheap the Transformers. Yeah. You know what's so yeah, funny about sure. all this stuff is like it, it all has kind of come back, and like people our age that are now like have money that can want they want to go buy and collect this stuff. We're them. overcompensating. We're like we, we well, couldn't afford. Hey, when I was six, I couldn't yeah. afford this stuff. Now I'm a man. Yeah, right. And men, you know what men do? Spend their money on shit I wanted when I was. You know what it was? It's it's, it's so like true. it's like it's like a My continued wife hates adolescence. Me for it. She you hates know, me it's for like, it. it's the continued adolescence of like us. I mean, like well, plus know. we're in power positions of actually being able to create television shows, and we've infiltrated these, you know, the system, and now we're you know. Well, and it's interesting because we have we you know we 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 draw on this. This all these different influences, and I think it makes us more interesting. Right. You know, it's like, you know, like it, it, random books. Like I can name random books that I read, or random things that I read, random comics, mm-hmm. random video games that I played that yeah. were influential because they were good. Yeah. You know, there was some kernel of humanity or interestingness or a situation that was so unique. That's why we remember these things. Yeah, yeah. And we're able to combine them in all these different ways that we're making T V shows and movies that are fascinating. Yeah, I remember I remember I think it was you I was about to throw out another idea, but it's just gonna get stolen and I think it would be a really good one. I'll tell you about it off mic. <laughs> yeah. Tell it off mic. Uh the other night uh, You can I, have you got served. I wanna say it was you yeah, I wanna say it was you were talking about the theme song from DuckTales. Was that you? Yes. I remember playing that video game Ad nauseum because you're Scrooge McDuck and you could bounce on the little the little cane. Well, actually, they remastered it, man. They did. Yeah. Did they really? Yeah, you can yeah. get it on PlayStation because I yeah. got it. 
I have it, I I have it on it. Xbox. Yeah, yeah I, I <laughs> yeah. bought it. It was DuckTales Remastered. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's the exact same video game, and they it's cleaned screwed. it up a bit, and it's yeah, it's fantastic. I just remember that, but uh, but like I just, it's just, it's funny how like you know we just these things become part of us. It's like how many people played that video game as kids and are now doing something that and uh, enough need. to demand a remastering. Yes, <laughs> that's that's H-D-ed. what other games? What other games have been? Rem- Halo was remastered. Hmm. Name add two more. I can't even th- you know Street Fighter. That's the only yeah, Street Fighter. They remastered that. Oh, yeah, that's true. They Master that. There's like 17 different HD remix, yeah. yeah. But there's um, but it's interesting because like you know now we live in an era where like things are being remade. I mean like you know we just watched a, a new trailer for the Ghostbusters movie being remade, and it's like is that stuff good? Well, it's it's a like, sequel. It is. It is. It does look like it's being a sequel. It is it's a being sequel. As a se- a All sequel. the events of Ghostbusters have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same so it's twenty yeah, years yeah. later. Yeah, it's it's like Tron. Like when Tron Legacy came out, you know, it's it definitely. Yeah. Bing, 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 I I like spent a lot of time writing um, lyrics to the Tron soundtrack, Dude. which was Daft done by Punk. Daft Punk. Yeah. Yeah. It's just oh, like, Tron, uh, Tron, 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 Just like that. Tron, 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 it's John, John, like over and over. It's, those are the. They have a small cameo in the yeah. movie as well. I own it. I own that soundtrack on vinyl. It's great. And the re- on and, vinyl and the re- remix version on vinyl as well. That's my favorite movie of all time. Tron, the original one from '82. Oh, the original one. Well, that's and, which well, I also have on vinyl. A Disney released with actual dialogue from the film, along with the soundtrack Tron. from Wendy Carlos, who used to be Wendell Carlos, uh, got a sex change, and uh, yeah, the rest is history, man. Whoa. That's a lot of stuff. I didn't yeah. know lot, any of that. There's a lot of that. Yep. But, uh, but let's talk about the last Starfighter. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the point I'm trying to make is like, is it a good thing that all this stuff Starfighter. is being remade? Or is it like, you know, or or are we just kind of like take, clogging up the stream for like people to kind of give us new well, like, like, Cock new ideas. Yeah, on new one, ideas. On one, well, these are also the mainstream movies. This is true. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it doesn't, don't forget that there's this whole scene of, you know, independent filmmaking. Yeah, Scott you know. Pilgrim still happens, right? Yeah. Which is a great movie and, and did terrible in the box office, but that movie but, but that's it's great, man. More but people right. see so that good. movie because it was a great movie. Edgar Wright at the Edgar top Wright. of his game, yeah, he's the it. man. But, but also, that was a comic book. It yeah, was yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah, that's true. It did pre-exist, but but uh, well, I'm we could sure. talk about this yeah. forever. Yeah, we really could, Baron. So new album, we'll obviously we'll get the news when we get the news. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, if we hold a telethon, we'll make sure you're in another country. And, Perfect. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but seriously, congrats uh, on the new gig with Mystery Science. Grace and Frankie will be coming back, season two. And uh, anything else that uh, you can tell us about? Obviously, you perform a lot. You know, when you can yeah, check out the Malton yeah. Movies podcast. Yes, that's well. th- right. Oh man, we talked about this. And uh, that's happening here at South by. We'll be there. We'll be yeah, there. today. Yeah. yeah, better watch these movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, do you have a list of stuff that you needed to? Uh... There's like two movies. I, I need to. Uh, there's one and a half movies I need to watch. Like oh. between right now. So and we're like between right totally now t- and three, three. Four, so we're like totally taking up your time. It's right totally now. fine, guys. <laughs> so I'm here with you. I'm, I care about the laugh button. Baron. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Congrats on everything. Good to see you again. Good and, to see you. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. All right. All right, that was Baron Vaughn. I want to thank him. It's always a pleasure to see him, catch up with him. Uh, the difference is he gets more and more successful and famous, and I get to uh, talk about it more and more. Uh, it's basically how it's working out. My friends are famous. <laughs> no, he's, you need to be part of an entourage. I don't want to be a part of an entourage. But man. you have That's... enough famous, fr- quote-unquote famous yeah, friends. Yeah, but I, 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 it's like, it's weird. I, I'm you, the... can't, like, you can't be the turtle? I'm you the don't g- want to be turtle? I'm the guy who's like uncomfortable at parties. and Like, I, but, yeah, but like you... when I go out of my comfort zone of like like this, like radio. Of sitting, mid- sitting in here. Sitting yeah. down, talking one-on-one, doing that. When I go out into the wild, I, I, f- I feel really uncomfortable. 
Okay. And, and I've never been a big party guy. And, either, and my yeah. front is I'm willing to talk to anybody. And and what do I do? I start talking to anybody because I start interviewing them, and that's just my comfort zone. Yeah. And and I'll go out, run around the streets in pajamas. I don't I don't get embarrassed stuff like that. But when it when I get to the point where it's like I'm hanging out with people when it's serious discussions and real actual, I get super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like if I went and hung out, met your family, we had dinner and stuff, I'd I'd be super awkward. I, I'd be like quiet. And like I don't know, it's weird. I don't know. I'd be great with your parents. I'm yeah. great with parents. You are. You're great with parents. I'm great I'm with g- parents. Look, I'm great with parents too. I parents just uh, love me, Mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why are we even talking about this? This is so weird. Because I'm great with parents. All right. So uh, uh, thank you, Baron Vaughn. Uh, everyone, head to laughbutton.com. I know we didn't talk about a lot of stories. That's okay. That's why we have the website, thelaughbutton.com. Check it out. Uh, download this podcast, rate it, review it, share it, tell everyone else about it. Yeah. You know, us a review on iTunes. Do, I want to read that. I want to review on iTunes that's better than the, our, 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 our last best one. Which was? Which was in an Eastern European accent. It was like, <laughs> it was like, Laugh Button Strongest and Best Podcast. <laughs> so far, it's the best positive review we've gotten on the Laugh Button. If you can beat it, please do. Yeah, just Maybe do we'll it. send you a shirt or something. Yeah, share the love, man. And get in touch. You can email us anytime you want. Podcast at thelaughbutton.com. Follow us personally on our socials at I am Kleinschmidt. Mine is at Mark Says Hi. Until next time, man. Always a pleasure, Matt. Cheers. Hey, Matt. Bonus. <laughs> it's a little bonus chatter. You know why? <laughs> Bonus chatter? Yeah, it's time for America's favorite four comedians and lifelong friends. Sal, Joe, Q, and Murr of the Impractical Jokers. And they're about to endure on their biggest punishment yet. I know what this one is. Do you? Well, guess what? They're going to be doing it live. They're doing it live. This year's season finale features the Impractical Jokers teaming up with... Nitro Circus. That's right. Nitro Circus for high-octane stunts fan favorite challenges and thrilling punishments it's sure to be their biggest season finale ever and you can see the impractical jokers live nitro circus spectacular two-hour live event on thursday november 3rd at 8 p.m only on true tv if you happen to live in the tri-state area by tri-state because there are multiple tri-states all over the country. New York, Jersey, Philly. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, you know, where we are. Where we are, yeah. Yeah. Then you can see it in person at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. All you have to do is go to Ticketmaster.com and be a part of Impractical Jokers history. All right, Matt. Bonus time's over. We're out. All right. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.